Week five is wrapping up in the NFL season, and this is one of those perfect weeks where you just realize that you don't know anything about football. Fantasy football kind of panning itself out, though. We've got some really interesting takes. We've also got to talk about what's going on in Dallas. We're going to get to all of that right now. Let's wrap up week five, and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. You. And Tom. Hey, everybody. And uh, week five, not in the books by the time that everybody hears this episode. We got Bill's Titans Tuesday night pending another round of positive tests or negative tests from the Titans. I messed that up every single time on the first try. Uh, but we're pending negatives. Uh, hopefully they play because I feel like a lot of matchups are going to be left in the balance of that game. Fantasy yeah. assets abound on both teams. Uh, so hopefully we get that done. So no coverage of that game, obviously. Uh, but we're moving through week five this episode. And I mean, it wasn't necessarily as bad carnage wise as week two was. No, But, uh, you know, just just some tough moments uh, and even not injury related. It looks like we lost a few guys. Uh, that we're going to get into right now with our losers of the week. And Tom has a very sentimental one for us. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. Tom, you're about to break Scott's heart. Yeah. I don't, in any I'm, way imaginable. I'm soften the flow and say, now. Scott, that was a nicely timed drop. It was like perfect, honestly. Uh, Philip Rivers, horrible. He's been so bad. I know that he's so bad that when I'm talking about him, you're like, how, why even bring him up? Right. But. I'm in a super flex league where I can play two quarterbacks essentially and uh, all the quarterbacks are owned. It's a dynasty, you know, what have you. Phillip Rivers is on my team and he's not going to start for me anymore. It's just impossible. I'm going to play – I'm going to play Jamison Crowder. I'm going to play Christian Kirk. I'm going to play anyone I can instead of Phillip Rivers. I can't imagine you'd be starting him at quarterback. He had 14.8 points week one just to make you think he could get 15 points and he hasn't even come close since this week he had 5.62 points two picks no touchdowns and on the season he has more picks than touchdowns no games with a multiple touchdown performance let's call it uh philip rivers dead done for fantasy value you could play the bagpipes if you wanted um because i don't think he's ever coming back to fantasy value i think i should i don't think think i I think i should roster brissette (laughs) Because it's just like I, I, he doesn't have to get hurt. Scott. How long can they wait? He sucks. I mean, I, we did this with them with Vinatieri last year, and they held on to Vinatieri even though he was like they're paying truly Phil tanking a ton them. of money. So I think they're going to try and work it out. But I agree with you, Tom. It's bad. I don't even have Phil in the league, and if I don't have Phil in the league, you know it's bad. Yes, I mean, uh, I have him in a two quarterback league, and I'm I'm thrilled that uh, the Broncos were off this week, so that Drew Locke gets another week to recover so that he can hopefully play and I don't have to start Phillip Rivers in that league any longer than I have to because uh, it was it was brutal. You know, I, I played the Browns defense in a couple of leagues and I was like... They don't throw a lot anymore. I was like, listen, like they don't score a ton of points and Phil throws pick sixes sometimes. And that's exactly what happened. Throw up that lame duck uh, in the flat. It's just been a tough year for him. and They keep winning games though, so... 
you know, they're they're built through the run. What are too. they three and two? Yeah, they're three and two. So, so they're gonna compete, but they don't have the attempts. Like Phil used to have like a million attempts. So even though he was throwing all these questionable passes and looking horrible, eventually it would click for him. Garbage Phil bailed out, but he doesn't have that capability anymore when they don't no. really throw as much. Great pick, Tom Scott. Let's go to your well, loser of the week. Honestly, another stalwart. I was gonna say he he did have forty six attempts in week one, thirty three last week. You should be able to bridge the gap. It should be enough. Should be enough to get it going. He sucks, especially when you're playing like the Browns. Like they, the Browns. Like, oh, the Browns just let up forty points okay. last week. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, fourteen versus Jacksonville, twelve versus the Jets, uh, ten versus Minnesota, who let, has been letting it up. Eleven at Chicago. I'll let that go. And five against Cleveland. Yeah, that's just horrible. Not good. And Cleveland was getting thrown on, too. Yeah. Bad. Scotty, your loser of the week. My loser of the week is Zach Ertz. And uh, I can't imagine there being a better loser. He had one catch for six yards on six targets. Over the last two weeks, he's had 11 targets and 15 receiving yards. He almost has more targets then yards over the last two weeks. I don't think I've ever seen a number that close over any span of time. And this is a tight end that everyone was sure was a lock to be a tight end one for the entire season, a no doubt top five starter every single week. And it looks like you can't, you can't start him anymore. And particularly like for Ertz, like it, like he was tight end three, tight end four to pretty much fair to assume in drafts every, this year. I mean, it's yeah. been, and every it's been year. brutal. You know, the, we had the we had the rumblings with Goddard week one who had a monster week, but then well, he gets hurt there and and, and, and Sean still Ertz there. isn't. Yeah. And Alshon Jeffrey's not there. Yeah. You know, they, they have guys who we're going to get to in the heroes that we've never even heard of catching passes over Zach Ertz. It's, no kidding. It's crazy. I think it's a lot to do with, you know, it's a little easier to game plan for him when you don't have those weapons in the, yeah. in the receiving game. But still. One catch for six yards last week. Four catches for nine yards from Zach Ertz. Yeah, this is disgusting. Absolutely, his Eagles are horrible. horrible. He his like looking at his stat page is honestly making me like smirk. It's very it's disgusting. <laughs> it's really funny. This is why he weighed on tight end, man. He hasn't had a game. This is how I would sum it up. He hasn't had a game over fifty yards unless he got ten targets. Wow. So the only game that he had over 50 yards, he had over 10 targets. He had well, six he had targets ten. this week. Yeah. Six yards. Is yards per target a statistic that like, because yeah. like nobody talks about this. Yards per target is absolutely a statistic they use. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't yeah. really heard it used. I feel like that would oh, be a yeah. good spot yeah. for yeah. us. That's definitely one one that's used. Okay. And, uh, well, Ertz got some work to do. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> uh one of the big stats they keep track of, though, is touchdowns. And my loser of the week hasn't had one associated with his name since week one. And that's Dimebag Daniel Jones. Well, that is unless he's fumbling or throwing a pick that gets returned. Of course, down. which, you know, is why we tar- it's why we love him. We target him on the defensive side of the ball every week. He didn't get a touchdown like. against the Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, they did the end around thing with Ingram. So if he did like the touch pass. Maybe that would have worked out, but they can't trust him to do that. They can't. <laughs> they can't trust him to do anything. And at this point, it's like, when do we see Colt McCoy? Because Joe Judge, he's a new coach. You know, they they ran the trick play, the fake field goal instead of going for it on oh, fourth down, which they should have got, got negated by a penalty. Yeah. I mean, like nothing seems to be working to to spark the Giants. And at what point does 
quarterback change come up on that list of what Joe Judge is trying to do with the Especially, Giants. I know they lost Saquon, but what? Devonta Freeman's looked pretty good two weeks right. in a row now. Roll out the old, roll out the older team. Yeah, <laughs> put Di- put Danny Dimes in bubble wrap with Saquon till next year, and roll out a backfield of Colt McCoy and Devonte Freeman. I don't think I Colt McCoy it. is going to play anytime soon. Me neither. I think they're going to ride with Daniel Jones until he starts getting some touchdowns. Or until the wheels fall off. I mean, there's not really any reason to go to Colt McCoy. It's not like it would be increasing your chance to win. It's not like you even want to win at this point if you're the Giants. 0 5, and they're two games out of the division lead. So, I, <laughs> I mean, how bad out. is it really? <laughs> Plenty of time. They One get the win. Cowboys get again. Right back. Yeah. They, they haven't played Washington yet. Haven't played Philly I think, yet. I think they play each other. We'll get to that too, actually. Yeah. They play each other next week. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones, he was, he was, he can't even be on our streaming radar at this point unless he gets, he's had one week of double digits. Yeah. So yeah. And it was Obviously. what week was that week one with yeah. Saquon? Yeah. There you go. The only week he had any touchdowns. Well, <laughs> sounds like we need some heroes, Scotty. What do you say? And our number one comes courtesy of the Sunday night game. Because we got some injury concern with Dalvin Cook. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Right. Uh, Alexander Madison comes in, gets 20 carries. This is after Dalvin Cook had 17 carries of his own in the first half. Uh, the the Vikings went full pound and yeah, ground and pound game. Um, What's interesting about Madison, too, is that he's only 40% owned on Yahoo and 41% owned on ESPN at time of recording, which obviously does seem low, but it is a handcuff. And with everything that's been going on this season and you know, teams or leagues maybe not adjusting rosters to have a bigger bench. Guy like Madison is just, you know, one of those guys who's going to fall by the wayside in your leagues. Even if you have a bunch of savvy owners who are just trying to patch it together week to week with all the shit that's been going on, for lack of a better term. Um, But he gets absolutely fed. And obviously, if he comes in, like, it it reminds me of, like, Mike Davis, right? Like, you don't think Alexander Madison is his superstar running back, and you see him get stuffed on fourth and, like, literally one inch that ends up, them losing the game not that that was really his fault but you don't think of madison as a superstar running back but if he gets a superstar workload then he's a fringe rb1 guy yeah he's gonna get 23 touches and you know three quarters of a game essentially i mean and by the way he played very well yeah he was ripping off big gains in the ground through the ground against a run defense that was normally pretty good too i mean like here's one thing i wanted to bring up too though is that uh Dalvin Cook seemed like he could have came back in this game. He goes in. He actually played a snap after he left the game, and he finished the game watching from the sidelines. So it's not like he was in the training room and they took him, you know, to the hospital like other guys that we'll get to later in the episode and stuff like that. He was out on the field, which makes me think that it's possible that his injury is not terribly serious. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I don't know if I'd be breaking the bank this week for Madison. Well, here's the thing. I think while you're listening to this on Tuesday, the 13th, um, he, his MRI results will come back because he did have an MRI. So, okay. Don't break the bank without checking before you rest your little head on the pillow Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, I'm going with, I'm siding with my brother here. This isn't the week to break the bank on anybody. Yeah. You know, your time will come. We'll let you know. But well, I mean, let's say it's not this week. Yeah, but let there's different situations, right? Let's say you're the Dalvin Cook owner, right? Right, and, that, and that's what I that's what I put yeah. in here. If you are the Dalvin Cook owner, you break the freaking bank. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because <laughs> you should have already. And they just showed you what they're. You know, you've gotten you've essentially gotten lucky to this yeah. point without having Madison on your bench to have that insurance. But at, like like we said, you've 
you've gone as far as you possibly can. If you have, you know, Fab or you have a waiver claim and you don't have Madison, but you do have Dalvin Cook. Yeah. You got to prioritize. Yep. And uh, we'll get into the rest of it. A lot of guys on here who may be rostered, but because of, you know, as Scott said, we we had three COVID games that were going to potentially be or that have been rescheduled or postponed because of what's going on this week. So this is, you know, rosters need to be adjusted. These guys might be out there and they're definitely worth a look. One guy who probably wasn't rostered, though, an absolute legend. Two tuds get you on the dock, but he did it twice just to make sure. Oh, my God. Chase Claypool, four tuds. I mean, what a performance. It was a long touchdown. It was a screen touchdown. It was a rushing attempt. It was a goal line target. He did it every which way. It was awesome to watch. He may have supplanted Deontay Johnson, as Tom, you suggested. I think this is one of those those things where, you know, we we talk about this every once in a while where, like, you lose one of those key parts of your game plan. And things just kind of go go a little haywire. Well, it went haywire in the positive direction for Chase Claypool, who was still playing at in the same position, but now is getting a premium look at, at, in a target share, right? Yeah. So instead of, you know, he's still running the same routes as he, he was, but Ben's looking at him now, essentially, yeah. instead of locking on to Deontay Johnson and Juju, which he's been prone to do this season. So Chase Claypool gets the chance. He's running routes in the slot where he's getting covered by linebackers on some of these plays. And obviously, he is just an absolute matchup nightmare. Yeah, we brought up awesome. We brought up Deontay Johnson. His injury is not perceived to be serious. Looks like he's on track to play Week Six. But the Chase Claypool Spinal. effect is you're not ta- you're not starting Deontay Johnson at this point unless you feel truly desperate at the wide receiver position because Chase Claypool just jacked his swag. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a when I put that. that in our group chat, I think he had only had two touchdowns. And I, I just like the way he looked like when they gave him yeah. that end around uh, like the jet sweep, there was no way he wasn't going to score. I mean, he's running hard as hell. He's a big guy and he was running yeah. crisp routes and all that stuff. I think he had two touchdowns before he even had like six targets, uh, probably because of the, the rushing attempt there. But so right. it made me check around that time, like how much is this guy getting the ball? And then, you know, he got the ball enough to do an insane, like a historic amount of damage. So the, the the way that I look at that X receiver position that he could fulfill for them is, you know, it went Antonio Brown, then it was supposed to be James Washington, and, you know, and it just trickles over. And whoever is like the hot hand, basically, which is what they do with the running back too, is who gets the targets on the outside. And I think that Chase yeah. Claypool is big enough and adept enough probably to – potentially do that this could be one of those performances where and we got to bring him up jonas gray last guy to get four touchdowns probably it's this could be you know last year this could be never seen from again kind of territory but i doubt it uh the steelers as well i believe in chase clay yeah and the steelers are good at pinpointing wide receivers um there's a reason they have him and he was not lowly drafted i believe second round yeah he had four touchdowns if he is not the a starter on your team after he had four touchdowns should have had five what are you doing Steelers should have I'm five. in that guillotine league uh where I you know like I lowest scoring team gets eliminated the team that eliminated them the team that's probably going to get eliminated this week had Chase Claypool on their bench and that stings forever yeah oh yeah forever Speaking of uh, Scott, you had mentioned earlier we got guys who literally you'd never heard of. I think you're referring to Travis Fulgham of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. uh, 13 targets t- turned into 10 catches, 
for 152 yards and a touchdown. He was unbelievable in the uh, the almost comeback from the Eagles against the Steelers. Yeah, they just and, got down so bad, and they needed somebody to throw to. And in steps Travis Fogel, who actually, I think he's actually scored a touchdown in another game this year too. So he's getting some usage, I guess. But you know, this is not an offense or a player really that I would be too in- interested in investing in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you have a perform- don't you, you have think a Carson like Wentz that? looks pretty bad too? Like a lot of the things we can yes. say about Phil, we can say about Carson Wentz. Phil has five picks, I believe, but only four touchdown passes. Wentz leads the league in picks at 10 or 11, I think actually. So Jesus, he is, he is a turnover machine right now. And you know me, I have a, you know, uh, a bias to the rushing quarterback. Whenever Carson Wentz does a little scramble or like anything good, I just think couldn't Jalen Hurts have done that and not messed probably up so better badly before. You know what I mean? Like his plays that he that he does well, I don't think that they make up for what he does badly. What and and here's the other question too is like why would you draft a polarizing like you know high upside quarterback backup? Like Jalen Hurts, if your starting quarterback is going to play horribly, and you're not going to give him a chance to play, like yeah. what? What more do you need to see? You have to give this guy a shot. Well, they it's brought crazy. him in for like one passing play, and they keep doing. And it was a strike. Stuff. Yeah, and it was great. It reminds me of when you know Lamar Jackson was just hanging out by Harbaugh, and like he would just Doesn't go it? in every every so often, every so often, and you know eventually that the the walls start to break down. Do you think? Jalen Hurts would be the starting quarterback already if the Eagles allowed fans in the stadium. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if they heard the boos yeah. instead of just – If they heard the Wentz boos. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. So As I am I. don't want to like, let my fandom get in the in the way, but I'm pulling for him. And and I think that How cool would it be if he starts be before Tua? I think if he gets a chance, yeah, true. That whole, that whole side story is cool. Yeah. But I really do think if he gets a real shot, especially yeah. on an Eagles team where – they have, you know, an inventive coach and stuff like that where I think they Who's, could game plan around like, him. Maybe in save his job territory by him, the end of this season. Let's by give the way. him a shot. Yeah. Jalen Hurts time. Well, a guy who got a pretty good shot yesterday for Washington once we had maybe the most improbable comeback we've ever seen from a single individual player in Alex Smith. Yeah, talk about uh, a hero. Like, what, first of all, way to go, Alex Smith. I was as nervous as his terrified. wife. I'm terrified. I was, yeah. Tom, I, did you see his wife in the stands? Yes, that's what I looked like here. <laughs> I know, dude. I was the same way. Yeah. He took a ton of sacks, too. I know. His third play, third play he was in, he got hit by Aaron Donald. Which, in sacks. a weird like, way, oh, is a blessing, though, because it gets the monkey off your back. Like, all right, I've been tackled. Like, I can... Like by Aaron Donald. It's a blessing in the way that Tony Dungy thinks things are blessings. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. They literally said he hadn't even been contacted in practice on the broadcast. So if like once he got hit in the game was the first time he's been hit since like you don't go man. to physical therapy and get tackled, right? So he hasn't been <laughs> tackled not by Aaron Donald until yeah. the, the next tackle from the injury was that day. Yeah. And That's based crazy. on this discussion, you can tell how excited we are for J.D. McKissick because we just brought him up and we've done zero conversation about J.D. McKissick. I mean, he got peppered when Alex Smith was in. You got to remember, if Alex Smith is going to start, he does not throw the ball to wide receivers. No. He just does not do it. He can't throw outside. 
He couldn't throw outside when he had two strong legs. Not to say that he was looking weak, actually, because he looked pretty darn good, all things considered. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, he peppers J.D. McKissick with eight targets. He catches six of them. So there's like he's like the only running back you can bring up this yep. week. So yep. I, I felt like we needed to drop somebody. Yep. There. Uh, Henry Ruggs got one dropped in the bucket from Derek Carr in this Raiders upset of the Chiefs, man. They looked really good. Ruggs, a low number of targets and catches, but he cashes. I feel like he his presence on the dock for us and on our heroes list is, you know, we're ho- he's a speculative ad yes. in hopes that his volume increases. Yeah, and he's like a kind of guy where, um, you know, maybe with like we said, with all the type of stuff going on with these teams possibly not playing these these weeks and bye weeks coming around. Yep. You want to you want a miracle shot? How about Henry Ruggs for an eighty yard bomb? How about the first like wide receiver drafted the in the, drafted this year? They, you know, we got yeah. the peak into what he's capable of this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you you think it's a peak, as in a P E E or P E E K, and not a P E A K, because the that's right, Tom. The peak is is yet to come. Uh, he's barely been healthy this year, and in every game he's been healthy, he's been a threat. So, yep. I think this guy's the limit. I definitely think he should be on rosters. 44% on Yahoo, 49 on ESPN. For the children out there, I don't recommend peeking. I, I don't recommend peeking at your gifts, but it would be nice if the Henry Ruggs gift was opened before Christmas uh, for fantasy football players. We'd like to for see sure. him doing a lot more of what he did on Sunday. McCole Hartman in that same game, two catches for 50 yards, including one on the Chiefs uh, you know, final attempt to come back in that game. Sammy Watkins injured in this one. Hardman has now gotten you five or more half PPR points in three straight weeks. I know that only because I'm desperately starting him in said guillotine league that I brought up before. Um, But, you know, I mean, if you're going to have a piece of any offense, wouldn't you want it to be this one? Yeah, I just think it's a better play than like, you know, Byron Pringle or whoever. But you, you see Sammy Watkins leave the game. And then I think even on the broadcast on that game, they said, oh, yeah, that was Byron Pringle's first catch of the year. You know, it's like Sammy Watkins was on the field a lot. And I think this has more to do with Sammy Watkins and Michael Hardman, even though Michael Hardman is awesome. It's just like you forget that Sammy Watkins is. All right. So here, let me let me go for the former top five pick. Yeah. Well, everyone forgets that. But you go you think like, oh, the problem with Sammy Watkins is he's inconsistent when you look over the last like two years. But then you forget the problem with Sammy Watkins is he can never be healthy when you look over the last yep. two years before yep. that. So the problem is he's not healthy right now. So Mecole Hardman on your team is an advantage because Sammy Watkins may never be healthy again. He's one of those kinds of players. That's what I mean to yep. say. So having him on your team, maybe not starting him every single week. Don, maybe by the end of the guillotine league, if if you should be so lucky to survive, Mecole Hardman is a, uh, is a beater-upper for you. Yeah, it's just uh, um, the only thing that – I mean, I love Mecole Hardman, as you guys know, and I think any – targets getting taken out of the offense and dispersed about is good for him. You know, he only needs, if you give him two more chances, one of them could be a 50 yard target. And like you said, he could be getting you over that five half, uh, half PPR points just on that one play alone, but they will still use Demarcus Robinson and Pringle and all these other guys. So I don't think that his target share will go much higher necessarily, but I do agree with you that he's probably worth an ad just yeah. on upside alone. Yep. Another guy definitely, in my opinion, worth an ad. He's really in this Ruggs-McCole-Hardman role in the Texans' offense is Brandon Cooks. 
He's alive. 12 targets, eight catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Scott, your note says it all, I think, in this one. Yeah, you just got to try to add him and hope he gets consistent. Um, he's in a he's with a good quarterback. He's in an offense that's throwing the ball a lot. And Tom, I think he heard you. I think he was listening last yeah, week. Yeah, he must listen because he was a loser for me last week, and he deserved it. And I think that's probably oh, one yeah. of the biggest bounce back week bounce back weeks in uh, recent memory that I can think of. I actually had him in a DraftKings lineup and tinkered him out of it for a. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, he was cheap as all get out too. Um, 161 yards is that like it that sounds like a classic Brandon Cooks you know hitting those big chunk plays a, a few more catches than we're used to on 160 like you Brandon Cooks is like it. the five for 161 guy yeah, right but eight for 161 you gotta love that they were using him across the middle of the field he had a couple hospital catches where we thought you know he was done well, forever well, but one of the things too is uh you know, they really strung him along at the beginning, you know, and there was no camp. So yep. he kind of was like, and he's in a new offense. He kind of like got the rookie treatment almost. And maybe now he's going to start to hit his stride. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, he was probably someone there, whether it was him, Deshaun, you know, through all these firings and whatever, someone who is taking the torch said, <clears throat> excuse me, said, we have Brandon Cooks. Can somebody tell us? You know what I mean? Yeah, like right? Cooks had yeah. The game on Sunday. Somebody told us he's on our team, so we need to throw him the damn ball, and they did. I hope they continue to. I yep. love Brandon Cooks. We move on to Christian Kirk. Uh, I mean, he's he's back. He's been effective. You know, he's getting seven yeah. targets a game in a very high octane offense. Yeah, I don't have the. Uh, I'm gonna try and I'll, I'm gonna try and pull up the full PPR numbers on him while while I'm uh, talking. I've got him. I got him. I, I literally have him right now. What do you need? Just like what he's like every week, basically full PPR, he's been double digits or close to it. Um, he battled an injury earlier in the year. He actually ended up missing week three because of that. And he's another guy that I think is just going to start to hit his stride as the year goes on. 34% owned in Yahoo and 42 on ESPN. And as the WR2 in an offense that seems like it's going to throw all the time. Yeah, he had double digits uh, week four and five. Week two, he didn't quite make it, but he was close. The good thing is he's getting around five touches or more every single game, which is enough for a guy like him, hopefully. And if that can increase, that'll be even better. Uh, personally, love him in Dynasty, waiting here's, for Larry Fitzgerald to get here's on the other out thing of I, there. Yeah, no kidding, right? That'll be nice. But here's the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, for Kirk. Week six, he plays Dallas, who's been getting ripped through the air. That's a Monday night one, too. Um, week seven, he gets Seattle. Uh, week nine, he gets Miami, who's been getting crushed through the air. Week 10, he gets Buffalo, who's sneakily been getting crushed. And then week 11, he's back to Seattle. So he has like a six-week run here where there's going to be a lot of buys coming up that you're probably going to be able to add him and be able to slot him in for you know any one of your receivers that are out. Love that call. Love Christian Kirk's schedule. And, yeah, I mean, ditto for DeAndre Hopkins when we're thinking about our payups for the next couple of weeks, guys. That's a good point. Uh, it's, our, it's our weekly bringing up of T. Higgins. AJ Green injured. That's why this one's there. I think with him out of the picture, and by the way, we remember how AJ Green nursed his injuries last year. Took him a while on a team that would he am, knows he doesn't want to play for. And would imagine that he's going to do something very similar to this. Imagine and, franchise tagging him. That I mean, like, how did they not just let him walk? It's insane. But anyway, uh, T. Higgins is getting peppered. Fifty-three uh, percent owned on Yahoo and only forty-two on ESPN. 
get ahead like of the both curve. of those numbers should be in the 70s at this point and i think on wednesday they will be so yeah. you know get in line and and hopefully you get a chance to add t higgins who's going to be playing in throwing game scripts for the entire year yeah no disagreement all right we move on to a guy who's still on the dock i think just because scott loves saying his name lavisca chanel lavisca chanel lavisca chanel fun guy to watch so i can't say i disagree with this i mean uh chart got hurt yeah, Chark got an ankle injury and he left this game. And Might that's why that. LaVisca Chenault has a chance here. And LaVisca Chenault, when he gets a chance, LaVisca Chenault is going to go out there and do it. <laughs> I love that name. LaVisca Chenault. He sounds like, like- I, can't even think of a, I can't even think of a good nickname for him yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I no, was gonna like make, you just have to say his full name. I was going to make some jokes, but they were too probably on the nose. They weren't funny. <laughs> they might be funny right. now that I said they won't be funny. Actually, I was gonna say he sounds what, like he, a character that would have like an AMC series about him because I think there's like <laughs> one called like Leviticus or something, which is why it's not funny. It's just I'm thinking of the wrong Spartacus. Do you mean no? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if they lose DJ Shark, he is their most talented pass catcher. And remember, he can also get carries. They were talking about having him take wildcat snaps. Maybe losing parts of this offense as the season goes on leads to a bigger usage for him if he stays healthy. Yeah. And therefore, it kind of makes him a, a high upside. Yeah, I think team. he's the yep. wildcat got- choice above James Robinson now, if you saw that play. Yeah, yeah. Robinson lost a fumble on that mm-hmm. one. Right? He looked like crap on that play. <laughs> First play all year. Uh, we might- yeah. We got one more. It's Justin Jackson. You know, I mean, his Monday night performance speaks for itself. You know, we're not going to spend too much time on it. It just happened. You guys know what happened. We know that it happened and and recognize it's happening as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it already happened. You know, do what you need to with Justin Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well done, guys. We run down the slate now. The Thursday night game. It was an ugly one between the Bucks and the Bears. One of my favorite Roto World headlines of all time. Goal line back, Mike Evans catches two-yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he's it, it's so funny because like as soon as you hear somebody else say it, you, you begin to notice it. It's like every time the Bucks have a goal to go situation, one of their three plays, you know, barring they go for it on fourth down, is a target to Mike Evans in the end zone. It was a fake fade slant in this one. He's gotten fades, he's gotten scramble plays. I mean, he's doing exactly what I thought he was going to be doing, which is why I yeah. was so. And high when on Evans him. comes back, or I'm sorry, when Godwin comes back, it might not even be that big a deal because Evans is going to bail you out with a touchdown performance. Yeah, uh, one of the tight ends I want to put on the streaming radar that you might want to claim if you're, you know, tight ends coming up with a bye or you know you need somebody for week six. Uh, he doesn't have the best matchup. I think he plays Carolina this week coming up, but Jimmy Graham has two touchdowns with Nick Foles in the game. And he's seen at least five targets in every Foles game, even including the Atlanta game where he came in halfway through. Yeah, um, Jimmy Graham's playing like a big slot for them. And because of that, you know Nick Foles loves to throw to slot receivers. And for that reason, he's he's kind of got some some value here. I have where I have Mark Andrews and I have the roster space. I'm actually looking to add Jimmy Graham so I could slot him in for uh, week seven when Andrews goes on by. Mm, good call, Scott. Yeah, Scott, I don't even think you need to, uh, you know, tee it up with all those like I don't want to call them excuses but whatever's about Jimmy Graham like I think he's a good tight end right now like it's crazy because you know how old he is I was in a matchup where someone was playing Jimmy Graham I was playing Gronk thought it was just crazy that it was it was that old 
But uh, listen, total, the total touchdowns in that tight end matchup. <laughs> yeah. In 2012, those two are combining for 50. Yeah, yeah, those are first and second round picks, basically. But uh, yeah. Jimmy Graham, I think he looks good enough. Like, th- this is not the first time people have tried to kill Jimmy Graham and he wouldn't die. Yeah. What is dead may never die. Absolutely. Carolina, Atlanta are, you know, we, we suggested Teddy Bridgewater as a stream. He absolutely cashes. Todd Gurley looked really good in this one. Mike Davis looked really, really good in this one. Yeah. Hopefully we get another Mike Davis week. We'll see. Uh, Cr- for the people Christian who McCaffrey, according to the Panthers beat writers on Monday, considered a long shot for week six. Take your time. Uh, it was a four Christian. to six week injury. This is week four of that uh, since he's been hurt. Mike Davis uh, referring like, to week six, worry. of course. Take your time. Do you think Mike Davis yeah, Mike is Davis doing is like, so good that Christian McCaffrey and him will share responsibility? Scott asked me this same exact question yesterday, and I don't see why not. I can't imagine how you don't like what, especially like coming up injury. Why would you give him thirty nine? Yeah, you don't need to give him thirty touches in any game, especially if Mike Davis is going to be this efficient with the touches that you when you're giving him thirty touches. But they're giving him sixteen million dollars a year. I think is what's going to end up becoming the problem. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, like, you know, maybe early in the first couple of weeks, maybe Dirk yeah. Davis could even be a flex play. Yeah, but he, mm-hmm. doesn't but after, like, you, back, he doesn't so. give you any value once he gets hurt again for $16 million. Like, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like that. You become an investment at that yeah. point to, to the, to the NFL team as opposed to someone who's more expendable, like typical. Anything multiplied True. by zero is zero. Right. <laughs> uh, this is the Atlanta performance that gets Dan Quinn, their coach, and Thomas Dimitrov, their GM, fired. Uh, Scott, quick preview for week six. Do we see the uh, rally point like the Texans had this week for the Atlanta Falcon defense? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't think so that. either. I don't trust that. I, without, I don't even need to see their matchup. No. But no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Raiders Chiefs. This was a fun one. Thir- 40 to 32. Uh, Derek Carr and Pat Mahomes combined for six touchdowns. They both go over 340 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs had two touchdowns in this one. We mentioned McCall Hardman. That's really the only note because you're playing so many guys on the Chiefs that it is anyway. But yeah, and we talked about Rugs, who you know boomer bust at yeah, this for, point for your real deep deep leaguers who are caring about kicker. We'll throw Dan Carlson, Dan the Bucket Carlson the bucket. out there. They're on by they're on by week six. Uh, but when they come back week seven, you might have a kicker for the year in him. If you're one of those people who don't care about kicker like us, yeah, they let him. They let him go. They let him kick. He's been really good, and I don't like to bring up kickers unless they get double digits like every week. But he's four out of five double digits. That's pretty good. Yeah, and they let him go for fifty. Scores two QB league right now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Because we had to get rid of Young Hay. He's got to buy next week, so we're sniffing him. Young Hay. Oh, so we're going back to Young Hay. Step on up. And by the way, in case anyone gives a shit, Young Hay Koo, because we're past the Falcons, he looked good. So if you were worried about playing him like we were. They sent him out for a 54-yarder when they were down like 20. Yeah, and he hit it casual. <laughs> yeah, bang it. <laughs> and that put him into double digits for the week too, Tom. That's a good call. Thanks for going back oh, to that. Uh, speaking of Atlanta, um, we, will, we obviously we love to bring up who they play for quarterbacks, potentially streaming. Kirk. So we want to bring that back up. Yep, Kirk plays against them. Oh, Kirk we were going to get to that. It's still 32% on Yahoo and 16% on ESPN. So Sounds He's like a lot of people didn't listen to Ruts last week. Well, he only and, had like 14 uh, and a half points against Seattle. I think he should have probably done a little better. Thank God Thielen rocks. Agreed. But um, I think versus Atlanta, you can play literally any starter in the NFL. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, two weeks from now, 
because I'm here and I'm looking at the dock. <laughs> Matt Stafford gets him. And Matt Stafford gets Jacksonville this week. And Matt Stafford's pass is by. Exactly. So he's a he's an interesting one in the league. I have Dak actually because I had a player who hadn't played yet. I had Justin Jackson on my roster. I said bye, Justin Jackson. I got enough running backs. And I added Matt Stafford because he was on bye and he was mm-hmm. still available. I like that. Good move, Scotty. Speaking of good moves, Adam Gase is uh, still not the next coach fired. The Jets get manhandled by the Cardinals 30-10. to Nice comeback game for Kyler. Didn't turn the ball over as much. 380 passing yards. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, and Kyler Murray have rushing touchdowns in this one. And I still don't care because I want to talk about Jamison Crowder. In the three games he's played, he's been over 100 yards. Catches a touchdown from Joe Flacco on the same uh, drive that he caught, I think I believe it was a 49-yard pass. He's looked very, very good. He's hitting big plays, which is very uncharacteristic. He's good. I, I'm this is gonna get burned by this is gonna burn me, I'm sure. But like, I'm thinking you can start him pretty fearlessly at this point. I don't think I that's mean, gonna burn you if you get that many targets, especially in PPR leagues. You're gonna do just all right, or just fine. Yeah, I shouldn't say just all right because that somehow means worse than just fine. You're gonna be just fine. Unfortunately, this is going to come out too late, but another trick that I was working much along the lines of Stafford is that the Chargers play Monday night tonight and no one has their defense because they play the Saints, but they actually play the Jets this week coming up and they're available still. So if your league even allows for you to cut somebody on your bench who's already played, you can cut somebody who's already played and just add the Chargers so you have them for next week and then just cut whatever defense you started this week for someone else. That's just a good strategy point for sure. Scott, I'm surprised you haven't done that. that in our league that lets you cut. <laughs> um, I I did it. Uh, maybe I thought it sounds you're like not, you're doing it right maybe now. Maybe you're not in that league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Carson Wentz did not look super great. Miles Sanders no. did. Chase Claypool obviously steals the show in this one. Feel free to claim him at your heart's desire. Another streamer claim potentially uh, Eric Ebron if you're really looking for a tight end. Another week with five plus targets. So I think that with the I feel like the Johnson, touchdowns are going to start coming potentially out. Yeah, he's a touchdown guy. You know, he well, he's Chase efficient Claypool in the red zone happened. in most cases. Yeah, Chase Claypool so happened. So Chase Claypool happened to Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron this Chase week. Claypool That's what happened hearing. to the whole and goddamn. Juju, yeah, I would say everybody. So. Yeah. Los Angeles Rams and Washington. We talked about Alex Smith, Jared Goff. His turnovers always look ugly, but this his fantasy numbers Goff have been does. very good this year. This is what Jared Goff does. It really is. It's what you can do in that yep. offense. He's going to have weeks that are terrible, but he's going to have weeks out of nowhere where yep. you think he's going to be terrible, but he actually blows the hell up, and that's mm-hmm. what he did this week. Rushing yep. touchdown will always save you. Yes. Almost saved Kyle Allen if he was able to stick into this game as well. Unfortunately, did not. For the Rams rushing attack, Cam Akers leads the team in rushing, although D'Angelo uh, – sorry – Darrell Henderson leads in carries and gets the running the lone running rushing touchdown. From and he had back. a receiving touchdown. Oh yeah, too. So I think what's what seems like it's going to be happening is, and the person that I pl- that I actually had already played that I cut was Malcolm Brown, which I think some people would say it's a little premature, but I kind of saw the the writing on the tea leaves here. I mean, Acres has a big run. Acres only played thirteen snaps in this game. He got mm-hmm. nine carries. So they want to give him the ball. And yeah. clearly they want to give the ball to Daryl Henderson a lot too, yeah. who only played like 40 snaps in this game. And he got 15 carries and like three catches, you know? 
So I think that Brown's looking like the odd man out. Jared Goff can't keep turning the ball over if he's constantly putting it in his running back's hands. True. Um, football team plays against the Giants this week. Ooh. So if you want to, if you're desperate, you probably don't need to claim them though. The defense? Yeah. I would agree. And the Giants defense actually hasn't been like awful. You might be able to get away with playing them against Washington as well. Fair enough. Baltimore, Cincinnati, another moderate effort from Lamar Jackson. I know we're probably not concerned with him, but I don't know. This one was super ugly. They dominated from start to finish, so I think that's probably a game script-related result for Lamar. Is this Burrow's first game against an AFC North team? No, they played against the Browns they on Thursday the, night. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. They played the Browns. And that was when he blew up in the fourth quarter and threw like for 200 yards yeah, in the he, fourth quarter. He struggled pretty bad in this yeah. game. I mean, a lot of teams have against the Ravens. You know, the Browns did. My beloved Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, pretty much everybody except Patrick Mahomes has struggled against the Ravens this year. So I get it. Um, I think greener pastures are ahead for Joe Burrow. Very interesting play calling out of uh, the Bengals. They basically ran Joe Mixon nine straight times on a drive. That ended up with uh, Randy Buckets getting their field goal at the end of the game. Joe Mixon out-targets Gio Bernard 8-2 to two in this game. Yeah, but he doesn't so, do anything again. Their entire team didn't. Well, it's the, and I that's, mean, I think, more of the point. Yeah. Right, yeah, he's still on yeah. that team. Yeah. They yeah. Play, he's still on the Bengals next week. His yeah. individual <laughs> performance is not weighted by the success of the team for your fantasy league. Good point. But – uh, another good point that I made last episode was that Hollywood Brown will eventually cash if he's getting that many targets. He went out and oh, got yeah. the most targets uh, that he's gotten yet. He had a 10-target game. So now he's um, he's on more of a pace. to He's going to exceed 100 that hundred targets. 100 target pace, yeah. So um, he truly can be a wide receiver one. He has some targets that like wind up at his feet or like near him or whatever like that aren't beautiful. And yeah. I would think, and I don't mean to be too critical of him because I try to love him so much, is like I would think that the first wide receiver taken in the draft should be able to make plays on those balls that are just in like right. neighborhood areas. Like I think I would like to see him do more cool things. I think Lamar has, has struggled a, a little bit too this year and, and in putting those balls in areas where he can even make those types of plays. Yeah. You know, some of them – I agree with you on some of them where you're, you're right, where they're like a little low and like maybe he doesn't sell out and go to the ground. Yeah, I'd like to see him like, like some of these. Are yeah, I'd like to see him not make a business decision on it. I'd like to see him. Right. Well, full, you know, reckless dive. You want to see a little bit more Edelman. In, yeah. Uh, Hollywood. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see a little more of uh, the ball in J.K. Dobbins, hands. Yeah. One carry for 34 yards. He had three catches for 21. So his total yards outweighed or barely missed matching Mark Ingram's total yards. And I mean, he's just such a more dynamic runner at this it's point. It's a four-headed monster, Don. It's a four-headed yeah. monster with Lamar. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, what do you need four heads for? Let's cut yeah. off one of these heads and let's yeah. get, like, get, keep just Lamar. on the bench. Then it's just it Lamar. <laughs> it doesn't seem like to me that J.K. Dobbins, though, is the one that should be sitting the bench. You know, yeah. in the plays that we've seen him have, they're, he's hitting huge plays, and maybe it's because they're using him in the right spots and they know where to use him and all those things like that. But if you, if you give him more chances and he starts to hit more of these, I would think it would be worth it, but it doesn't seem like they even want to give him those chances. I weird. think it's part of, you know, this, this season because he's a rookie. It's going to take a all long right. time. Like, yeah. do I think next year we're going to be talking about Gus Edwards? Probably not. 
I would hope not. Or Mark Ingram. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we are. It sounds like something seriously wrong. Happened. Might not be either. Yeah. yeah. Gus Edwards is uh, good. Jacksonville. I'll talk about him next year now. Never mind. All right, fine. Jacksonville and Houston. Gardner Minshew continues to be an extremely serviceable streaming QB option. He's still floating on the radar. I know. Only 51% on Yahoo, 55 ESPN. Uh, Detroit has allowed, allowed at least two passing touchdowns in every week this season. And that's who he gets next and week. And that's who he gets next week. Great. So. Yeah, the Jags are fun this year for fantasy. They like Robinson has, you know, obviously this week he wasn't amazing, but you know, he, with he the touches he's you, getting, yeah, yeah, it's like who cares? He's he's gonna have games where he hits. I think we just had one of those weird Chris Thompson games where they're like, actually, we're gonna involve him for no reason at all. Why did Minshew decide even to that? tank versus Miami and only Miami? It was a short week, and he didn't have DJ Shark. That's that was what just I'm going him with. acknowledging the alpha in the room. He went nuts when he played against everyone else. <laughs> yes. Also yeah, if, true. if he didn't have that uh, performance, he would be a top five quarterback. Yeah, he's already a fringe QB one. He's QB thirteen right now. Yeah, if Love he that. just if he had a twenty instead of a seventeen, I'm sure he would be. Yeah, maybe not top five, but definitely. Oh, uh, seventeen? You think he got a seventeen that week? He only had seven. I'm saying if he got like twenty. Oh, okay. Got another thirteen. My points. bad. Yeah. Oh, another seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he did bad that week. Nine points. Yeah. Nine points is what it was. Sorry. It's all good. Maybe the, maybe the most surprising real life football result of the entire year so far, the Dolphins go into San Francisco and absolutely throttle the 49ers. Now, listen, can anything surprise us with Fitz magic at this point? Probably not. But even this was a little far fetched for the, for the magician. I think that, uh, Jimmy G went out and played like crap. And then they were like, yeah, his ankle flared up. Yeah, where like, like, do you see those reports? Yeah. Tom, like, it was like the NFL today. equivalent of pulling your goalie. Or like hockey. they came out after the game that he was having problems with his ankle. Still, if he was having problems with ankle still, they wouldn't have started him. Yeah. There's no way they would have started him. He's their franchise player. And he played like crap <laughs> and they got smoked and they didn't want to admit it because they got to protect <laughs> his ego. But they have to. Raheem Mostert looked. Yeah. I know they have to say that, but I'm telling you what really happened because I watched Red Zone and I saw those passes he was throwing, and I don't care whose ankles he has. No, they were off by yards, yeah. 15 yards. A bright spot for the Niners, though. Raheem Mostert looked amazing. 11 carries for 90 yards. Yeah, like the only problem like, was they weren't in a game script where they could just funnel him touches. But no, you love him. I got to trade him to you in, in our league. I really love him, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a most. What are you willing to give well. me? All of my fab. <laughs> That's such a shit offer. Um, I don't know. He's putting me on the spot. Give <laughs> yeah. me a break. That's why I hate trading with Don, though. That's like truly what Don's offers would be like. Right. <laughs> well, uh, for the stream, uh, looking forward this week. I did a little deep dive because obviously we love Fitzmagic and we're all in on him. But let's take a look at the quarterbacks Denver has faced. Obviously, Denver is seeing their bye week this week due to uh, COVID and the and the Patriots situation. Um, I think Denver plays New England next week. They play New like England. they moved that game to week six. Oh, so maybe they bounce. Yeah, so we might want to we might want to skip this. Who Miami was going to play? Yeah. If well, if they play Denver, Denver's been bad against the quarterback. So if it's magic, could be could be added. But like you said, let's just keep that in mind when Denver eventually plays the Dolphins. Dolphins defense too, <laughs> yes, great. They so, did. They but, certainly did. Know, maybe not against whoever they might. Yeah, they might be. Uh, this week. They might not play against a quarterback who's running on a bum ankle uh, right. <laughs> every week. Something to keep in mind. Don, another surprise. Sorry, yeah. I'm looking at your team. 
Okay, never mind. Never mind. Complete never mind. Yeah, my team is razor thin. Wheel and deal on the air here. Are you allowed to to drop players after they've played? Is that what's going on on your team? Yeah, I noticed that too, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's pretty cool. I guess it's cool. I wish I knew. I'd be cheating already. Not (laughs) cheating if you're allowed to do it. I know. I'm like, Don, are you going no QB without the win locked in? What is going on? Yeah, and it's like it's reflected in week in week six. Yeah, week sorry, five. I wanted yeah. to interrupt because I thought Don was going crazy strategy. I thought it'd be cool. Okay, <laughs> Browns Colts. Uh, do we bagpipe Phil? Oh wait, no, we said we wouldn't. No. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a very intriguing game in this one. Eighteen first half fantasy points ends the game with seventeen. They don't throw. They didn't need to throw in the second half because they were up big and the defense took care of things for them. But I was, you know. Austin Hooper saw 10 targets in this game and he scored a touchdown the week before. Is he a thing or can I keep, do I keep streaming in the league where I have, in the dynasty league that I have him? I in? think you could probably, I got him and Jimmy Graham right now. I think you probably, I mean, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's been good. Play the matchups with yeah. those two. But Austin Hooper, I, I would be a lot more enthused. If a, if a Titan's getting 10 targets, I mean, at this point, he's almost worth yeah. adding on that alone. Colts defense doing their part. They got a they got a kick six that in was this a one. Great kick return. Phenomenal return. Phenomenal return. I was convinced he stepped out, but I realized now that it was only because I was playing against the Colts defense with Scott. Yeah. So I was, was like, all right. Yeah. It was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Guys, I think it's bagpipe time. Oh no. Yeah. Do we even have to I can't believe how much they showed it. It's uh, we're we're gonna get into that. We are fortunate enough to be recording this after Dak Prescott had successful ankle surgery after the gruesome injury that was shown far too many times on national television and compound fracture. Yeah, that that bagpipe makes me, you know, it reminds me of like the movie Patriot. And this was a wartime injury that you saw. And God, did you see it? They wouldn't stop showing it. Um, I got we got our, you know, me and Don got the two TVs going always. So we got the, you know, we got the red zone going, but we also have, you know, whatever the Fox America's game, game America's of the week. Game. You know, we got to have that on as well. And we're, I'm watching red zone. I'm checking that updates on my phone and I look over to the TV and all I see is Dak's foot pointing the wrong direction. Yeah. Just it's completely dislodged. I'm like, oh, so rest in peace to Dak shares this year. I think Dak comes back strong. He's going to be, you know, looking for a new contract off that ankle. So it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up and I have a if he's on the that. Cowboys or what happens. Yeah, I think they, they might just give him a deal that is so incentive laden that it's low risk for them. Right. I was thinking about that today because I do feel bad for him financially, obviously chasing like a hundred million dollar bag on the franchise tag and you get hurt like that. It's just, it sucks. It's brutal. But I think they, they it, it may be smart for them to just offer him a deal. What's the, what's the market like at that point? And just give him a huge yeah. incentive with the ability to restructure down the line. At the same time though, does he not want to take that deal and, and play it out? I mean, they can tag him again. Who's gonna so I him- guess the threat of that may lead him to who's going to pay him. Jacksonville. Chicago. Yeah, someone might give him a shot. San Francisco. Why was you Minshew bailing on Minshew? He balled out. He's been balling out. San Francisco. Yeah, right. They owe 
fucking uh, what's his name for a decade. <laughs> Dak's gonna go to New England for a nickel. Don just New England. There you go. Just naming teams. That's the problem. Las Vegas. <laughs> Kansas City. Tampa Bay might need a quarterback next year after Brady. <laughs> New Orleans. Washington. <laughs> All right. That one might actually be true. Yeah, All right, I'm done. Uh, for the Cowboys, though, I responded to Brian, one of our most devoted listeners. Shout out, Brian. Appreciate you reaching out. I am not entirely out on the Cowboys pass game, and I may actually target Amari Cooper and potentially C.D. Lamb as well for guys who you know are trying to jump ship. That defense is still horrible, and they're in the lead in the division. Like They still are going to need to throw to win games, and it may not be the quality of targets. It may be the quantity of targets yeah. that saves the Cowboys' pass catchers this, through the I'm year. I'm actually thinking like maybe not. The people who drafted Zeke think Zeke's elite still, right? They're not like there's no Yeah, 100%. I actually think the I mean, yeah. owners um, who are so excited on CD – and I mean, you can maybe get Amari Cooper from somebody, but I think CD owners are pretty excited. Looked like Dalton enjoyed throwing the ball to Gallup, though. A couple Gallup great throws to Gallup. Plays yeah, at the end of that, game. that's some confidence winning catches. Yeah, out of oh Gallup. My God, Gallup is really good too. I know. So I've been. They, they just have you. three really good receivers, and Cedric Wilson's looked pretty good too. So I agree with you, Don. Let's pump the brakes. Let's watch Andy Dalton maybe play a game or two and see what happens. Who do they get this week? They get somebody. Oh, I think they get. Uh, do they get Arizona on Monday night? I think they do. I mean, either way, we'll we'll talk about it on Thursday. Responsible podcast. Yeah, right you're now. right. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, Seattle turned into a slugfest by the end of it. We mentioned Dalvin Cook. They get Arizona. leaving that game with a groin injury. Game was nuts. That game was nuts. That game was a lot of fun. DK Metcalf is a stud. Is he the number one receiver in Dynasty? JJ Zachariason tweeted that he was. I'm still going. Uh, no. Oh, boy. I don't think it's. I think my answer is still no. Mine's Michael Thomas. Mine is. Cal Ridley's up I mean, there, Hopkins, though. I mean, like. Calvin Ridley's not that Hopkins. young. Hopkins. Calvin Ridley came into the league a little bit older. So he, his. Oh, like, he did? His window yeah. to be like otherworldly is uh, exaggerated by when he, you know, his actual age versus. Closer to Ridley. Cl- his window is closer to closing than we think. Well, I mean, DK like. is incredible. Obviously, yes. he makes plays that you know we we didn't even think were possible when you watched his three cone drill year like two years <laughs> oh ago. My God. But the, the worst three cone is, drill is, in like, the history of the NFL. So this guy's tied to Russell Wilson for his entire career because Russell's like what 30, 32, literally right? 30. thirty right now. Yeah, so Russell's probably going to hang around for another decade. And you know, from a dynasty perspective. You know, give me DK with Russell Wilson for the next even let's say five years. Yeah. I think. I think he's easily top five sure. dynasty receiver, but for, even for this year, over he's like a top Julio 10 Jones, just by age, I would say probably right. But then you start you start to yep. come down. But like over Hopkins with Kyler for the rest of Hopkins, career. I'm taking I'm taking DK over Devonte Adams. Oh, he was the next name that I was going to suggest. I wouldn't take him over Hopkins. Yeah. I don't think I'd take him over Hopkins. Hopkins either. is still what 27? 27. Yeah. yeah, Adams is 27 as well. Yeah. But Rogers, obviously. Uh, Thielen, what a year Thielen's having. Good call, Tom. I know we, unfortunately, we didn't do any uh, 
preseason coverage or any draft coverage, but I know Tom would have been banging that Thielen drum hard. Yeah, yeah. I think we all would have been because of Tom. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the uh, preseason work. But I got a couple leagues with him, so thank yeah. you, Tom. Yeah, he's on our he's on the official Ruts team, which we love. Um, yeah, this is a this is a great year for Thielen. He's doing exactly what we hoped he would without Digs. Jefferson kind of had his his little rookie moment, like maybe the spotlight that too peppering big. and let yeah. the man put in work. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's pretty much it. We've got Saints Chargers tonight. We know what Justin Jackson did already, <laughs> so you know factor that the in because it already happened. The uh, Justin's yes. are going to put up numbers from Justin to Justin, Tom, from Justin to Kelly. But hey. Don, when we're done with this, <laughs> Justin Herbert throwing a to You've got some, got some explain. Oh, that's nice, Scott. You've got some explaining to do though on that roster move. I can't duplicate it. I I won't explain. I, my, won't. I don't have to explain myself <laughs> to you or anyone else if I don't want to. I saw no, that too. I, and I was a little confused how it works. I can't do it. it. I don't know how you're doing that. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's magic. It's probably cheating. So we'll investigate that. If it was cheating, I promise you it was not intentional. You will be use my commissioner powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to break out commissioner powers on you. All right. <laughs> Fine. Sorry, I'm just a stat bastard. <laughs> stat bastard is funny. All right. We've also got Titans Bills uh, tonight. When you're listening to this, these scores do count towards week two. So, or sorry, week two. Week five. Uh, so hopefully, first of all, hopefully the Titans get through this and they can actually play a football game. Second of all, hopefully you guys got what you needed. Check us out on Instagram where we are honoring Dak Prescott with an honorary man catch Monday. See uh, who won, not revealing anything, uh, but see who did win it uh, in addition to us uh, honoring good one. Dak Prescott. It was a good one. Took a while for it to happen. Yeah. But it was a good one. Uh, we will see everybody on Thursday for the week six preview, the regular season approaching the halfway point in fantasy football. Thank God we made it this far. Hopefully we can take it a little bit further to the championships. We'll see everybody on Thursday. For Scott and Tom, this is Don. Keep scoring. All right, yeah, so I dropped I, – I didn't realize I could actually drop Goff and have it reflected in my roster this week.